Hello and welcome to the Soul Story Podcast. My name is Gandhi Thompson and I have back in studio with me again today, Janelle Hutchison. Janelle, welcome again. Thank you again. It's good to be here. Janelle, we left off last week talking about um, love and, and, and how prayer and communication is important for relationships and in particular our relationships with God or our relationship with God. But today we want to talk about forgiveness. Um, that's a topic that in many Christian circles is taboo. So I want to just come right out the gate, Janelle, and ask you, what do you think um, about forgiveness? What are your thoughts as it relates to forgiveness? Hmm, this is a, a what shall I say? This one is, is, I am surprised that you're saying that it is taboo in Christian circles. I think that the very premise on which our faith is built is forgiveness. And for us, it is so important for us to forgive. And firstly, for us to be forgiven, but for us to continuously forgive. Uh, it, it, is, it, it is just something that we cannot, we can't say we are Christ-like and not forgive. The two don't go together, as far as I'm concerned, Gandhi. And so when you talk about forgiveness, we have to accept that once we are living, there will be a reason for us to need to forgive, and it will be absolutely necessary for us to move forward, for us to do so. I I like your response to my opening statement regarding forgiveness. And I intentionally put it that way because you're right. Forgiveness is a critical part of the Christian faith. Yet, I find a lot of Christians saying stuff like, well, I'm finished with that person. Mm. Or, um, um, you know, I don't trust that person. Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. Um, you, you, you have the opportunity to offend me once, mm-hmm. but you won't, you won't have, it, have that opportunity <laughs> again. And when we look at um, the fact mm-hmm. that, or I've heard even Christian says, well, my cutoff game's strong. Mm-hmm. In essence, they're saying, like, you just offend them once and that's it. That's and, it. And, and this follows true with all sorts of relationships. Mm-hmm. So for you to, to bring it back to basics, the fact that we, the, the premise of our faith is on the foundation of forgiveness, mm-hmm. yet we sometimes act as if there is a limit. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a limit to how much we're prepared to give. I mean, to forgive really makes me question, like you say, how can one truly say they're, they're a Christian when they have this strong, strong cutoff game that mm-hmm. they're bragging mm-hmm. about? When we look at the the prayer that um, the that Jesus um, offered to the disciples when they were like, you know, Lord, teach us how to pray, mm-hmm. and and He said, "Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we have forgiven our debtors." Mm-hmm. The as we, we have, have forgiven, mm-hmm. you know, is a constant reminder that there is a trade off, mm-hmm. or there's something that's mm-hmm. going to be reciprocated mm-hmm. based on our stance on mm-hmm. forgiveness. When I when I think about Jesus' example of prayer and saying, you know, forgive us, forgive us of our debts as we forgive our debtors, you can't have a strong cutoff game. You know, what do you say to those people who say, hey, I'm a Christian, but I have a short, I have a, a, a very good cutoff game? So there, there's a scripture that talks about 
well, you know, we quote quoted a lot when it comes to forgiveness and how many times the Bible says we are to forgive, right? I've heard it said 70 times 7 in a day. I have not seen in a day, but <laughs> I know people, the, in the day say, part. Yeah, people, people, people have added that on. Now, I want to I wanna say, Gandhi, the other day I had, I had an experience while reading the scripture of the Last Supper, mm-hmm. right? And I've read that scripture many times, but this time it mentioned, I think this is Luke's, Luke's version of it. I, I could be wrong, but uh, Luke, or, or in this version, basically it, it, it mentions that Judas, that, that Jesus knew that Judas was going to betray him, right? We know, we know this. Okay. And it also mentions that after that was mentioned, it went on to say that he then went and he washed their feet. He rent his clothes and he washed their feet, all of their feet. There's no mention there about he washed everybody's feet and he passed Judas's feet. Mm-hmm. Because remember now, it mentions first that he knew what was about to happen, what was going to take place, and that Judas would betray him, right? Mm-hmm. And in that moment when I read that, oh, and then after that, back up, let me back up some more. After that, he went on to break bread with mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. right? And as we know, back in that time, breaking bread was, was a very significant act of, 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 of communion, of communion yeah, of fellowship, right? fellowship yeah. with, yes. with, with, with uh, the persons who you would do that. Mm-hmm. And it, it struck something in me because as many times as I read that scripture, I never thought to myself, what would Janelle have done if she knew that Gandhi was about to betray her? Right? And she was now going to wash feet. Would she really have stopped and washed Gandhi's feet? Would you have Gandhi? Yeah, I I I think I would have. Now I could tell you. No, 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 back up, back up. So you're saying to me, you knew that you you would know that somebody's about to betray you. The the biggest betrayal of all times. This person is going to sell you. You've walked with this person. You've talked with this person. You've had good relationship with this person. And they are going to now betray you. Look in your face. Eat with you. Have you washed their feet? And then they're going to betray you. Sell you for how many pieces of silver? 30. 30 pieces of silver. Right? Would you still do what you were going to do? I probably would. Okay, great. But, but <clears throat> my heart mm-hmm. would be very vexed. Your heart would be I very would not, vexed. I don't think I would have had the right posture. You would not have had the right posture. Okay. So now, I, I can say that now, Janelle. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that now, honestly, knowing that my heart towards Judas would have still not been right. Okay. I would have still done the action, mm-hmm. but I think... I would have been having a conversation. I'm calling Judas some names, thinking some things about him, <laughs> even praying, you know, some things that might not have been You'd holy. You'd have one of those prayers when yeah. you casting down. And, yeah. And, and, so I, and, 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 yeah, I, I think, though, I think I may have still done it, but uh, I'm sure, I'm almost certain, I don't think I would have had the right posture. You would not have had the right posture. Well, I, I mentioned that story because... As I read it for the first time in this, in this time, I had a different type of revelation because 
I had recently had a conversation with a very good friend of mine about boundaries. And in that conversation, they were referring to boundaries as the way to keep people away from you who have hurt you and who possibly can hurt you again. Well, in this case, Jesus knew that Judas was going to hurt him again. I'm sure he probably hurt him before mm. in that whole time mm. of, of, of their fellowship all along, but he knew he was going to hurt him again. And what I found interesting was that he treated him the very same way he treated the others who did not or were not going to betray him, who were not going to hurt him. And I said to myself, wow, where, was his, where were his boundaries where were his boundaries? But what it, what it said to me was Jesus understood his assignment. And so if we as Christians don't understand what our assignment is in this earth, which is to love, which is to transform persons who aren't of the kingdom to the kingdom for his glory, if we don't understand what it is that we are here to do, then we will definitely lose sight of forgiveness. Then we will definitely have cutoffs. Then we will definitely think too highly of ourselves because that could never be us. And, 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 and we don't hurt people like this. And, and, and this is too hard. And this can't be Christ-like. And we need to have boundaries. Then, if we really understood our assignment, we would understand that as the word says, as we forgive, then are we forgiven. And as we forgive, meaning it's a present tense, continuous thing that we have to do as Christians. Now, now I will tell you, as you were talking um, and you took the boundaries perspective, that kind of threw a, a curveball. So now if I go back into my answer, maybe I wouldn't say yes. And let me tell you why I say, say that now, because... I was looking at it from the context of one and done in that after I would have washed Judas's feet, that would have been the last time I would have had an interaction with him. But when you look at, when, when you went on to talk and the fact that, in essence, I would have to continuously be in Judas's presence, it really makes me rethink maybe, maybe I would not have even um, done what I thought I would have done, which... Which shows us also, I think going back to, to the conversation we had a couple of weeks ago about prayer, how important it is for us to have a, a continuous relationship with God. Because mm-hmm. if ever a time I would have needed to yes. pray would have been then, at that yes. moment. Yes, um, yes. Um, especially with the awareness mm-hmm. that, you know, Judas is going to show up again exactly. and again exactly. and, and again. And, and, and Gandhi, when, when, when Christ says, if it be possible, let this cup pass, it takes on a brand new meaning. Like the weight of the world, you know, that's what we've learned. The weight of the world was on his shoulders. It was so much more than that too. It's the betrayal. It's the hurt. It's you knew all of what was going to happen. So you said, Father, if this cup could pass, let it pass. Right. Let it let it go from me. And yes, because most times when we need to forgive, it's because we've been hurt. Right. It's not easy. It's not easy to put hurt and pain behind us. The act of forgiveness is absolutely difficult. It is. But it is so liberating to be able to put something in the hands of God to look past what has happened and to move forward. Because again, we don't wrestle flesh and blood. You know, we don't like to speak it because it becomes again too mysterious. And that is something I realize not a lot of churches talk about. 
we don't wrestle flesh and blood. So the person who has hurt you is not really the person who has hurt you. Most times they're being influenced by something that is not flesh and blood. But that's probably for another podcast, Gandhi. No, yeah, that's that's for an entire series of podcasts. <laughs> but but going back to the forgiveness thing, and you talked about how it's necessary. Um, is it beneficial? It certainly is. It absolutely is to you, <laughs> the individual. It may not be to the other person, right? But one, the Bible says, if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven, right? That's one benefit. The second benefit is when you forgive, you let go off. And you are able to not have resentment. When we have resentment in our heart, it, the Bible also says he doesn't listen to us, right? So we, we can't expect to pray and get results if we have a heart that is not in line with what God wants. And so there are many benefits. That's only two, Gandhi. But I could guarantee you, even just the, the, the freedom of not having somebody have you hostage Every time you see that person, you go into a, a whole tailspin of, 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 of negative thoughts. That in itself is not the life that is more abundant. That is a life of, of, of hardship and being held hostage by somebody's actions. So forgiveness for the individual who forgives has many benefits, and, and those are just some of the benefits. Wow. Um, as you were speaking, I, I was reminded of something I read that talked about the impact of unforgiveness on our physical bodies. Mm-hmm. And so forgiveness is also a doorway to healing yes. um, physically as well. Yes. Janelle, I wish others could see the enthusiasm and the passion. You just came to life as you were talking about forgiveness. And I really think that God has given you a grace for forgiveness, for the message of forgiveness, for um, for the for to be a light, to be an example of forgiveness um, in this in this world. How would then you encourage somebody else that's facing um, the for them the utmost betrayal, or they've maybe had a series of betrayals in their life? What advice would you offer to that person? Hmm. Boy, Gandhi, <laughs> I would say to that person, <laughs> that's rough. That's 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 a lot. Nobody likes to be betrayed. Nobody likes the feeling of betrayal. And that is something very difficult to deal with. But it gives me hope, and I hope that it also gives you hope, that Jesus himself endured it. And because of what he endured, we are able to have so much freedom to do what he has asked us to do. And so he will never ask us to do something that He knows we are incapable of doing. And so if you have gone through a series of of letdowns, a series of disappointments, a series of betrayal, I want to encourage you today that God still has good plans for you. And oftentimes these things can make us feel like it's the end of the road, it's hopeless, we, we don't deserve anything better. But don't allow it to make you bitter. We... It's cliche, right? Don't get bitter, get better. Seriously, don't allow you, don't allow these things to make you become bitter. Ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord to help you, help you with what you are feeling. We talked about prayer some weeks ago. Talk to Him, talk to Him, express how you are feeling and ask Him to help. And I've gotten to the stage now where instead of just asking for forgiveness, 
I've asked the Lord to help me to forget some of these things and when I and if I ever remember them to take away the sting of them. And so you can go even further because again, prayer is something that is so essential to this life. And as Gandhi said just now, if if we don't have that relationship where we are in continuous dialogue with the Father, things of this nature will definitely overwhelm and overcome us. But as believers, as persons who want to please Him, we can lean on Him. A lot that He asks us to do, He wants us to lean on Him. So ask Him for help and strategies to get over, get through that series of betrayal that you are encountering or whatever it is that you are encountering, and He will provide that present help in the time of your trouble. Wow, that's really good. I I read somewhere that... um I think it was a quote by Yolanda Haddad, and it said, I believe forgiveness is the best form of love in any relationship. It takes a strong person to say they're sorry and an even stronger person to forgive. Yeah. On that note, we end today's show. Thank you for um, coming by again, Janelle, and thank you for tuning in. God bless. Until next time.